It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do the right offense. All right, all right, all right. Hey, it's Wade and Callum Squires. Your Callum's joining. How's it going, buddy? How you doing, man? Good to be back. Good, good. Nice to have you back. Uh, your American girlfriend has gone back home. <laughs> yeah, back in Houston, safe and sound. So I'm plodding the lone furrow. Yeah, <laughs> all the British girls. That's what you get to hit now. Welcome to my world. It's horrible. Um, NFL season. You've been watching it. How? What have you thought of the season so far? Yeah, no, I've been very lucky in the last couple of weeks to be at both uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium games. Uh, oh, you have. You've yeah, been at both. Yeah. You, you saw the beat down on my Bears. Yes, I was. I mean, we'll get to the Bears obviously as we go on. I mean, I, it was tough for them. I, th- I was surprised at how good a game it was. I didn't think there would be as much offense uh, from the Raiders as they managed to deliver. Um, the Bears defense didn't really kick in as you'd expect them to in that one, which was. Somewhat of a surprise. Yeah, the the Oakland defensive line in that game played really well. Like, you actually see how stunted and the way that they were able to actually get at the quarterback. I mean, Trubisky, I'm not a big fan of him as, as I go on, bear down. But um, yeah, Eli Manning's available. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, and the game last week, <laughs> James Winston. Yeah. Jazz hands. Oh, I mean, Jazz I, hands kind of hole in the balls. I don't, I don't like James at the best of times. Um either as a player or as a person. Um, yeah. But yeah, they kind of set the tone with the first play of the whole game when you when you throw a pick on the first on the, on the first play and the Panthers defense was really kind of the story. I mean, in actual fact, you know, McCaffrey got player of the match and everyone was yeah. talking about his, his touchdown catch and run, which was impressive, but they held him in check really, really yeah, well did. generally. The, the Buccaneers run defense was really good, but the Pan- Panthers defense overall, just, you know, when you get five interceptions you're probably going to win the game unless something outrageous happens. When Douche Knuckle is dropping so many balls as well, like it just he, his ability to hold on to the ball, and you know, to me it's just stupefying because you've got the quarterback whisperer, you've got, you've got Bruce Arians there who's telling him what to do, and he just, I don't know, uh, is he going to be driving for an Uber soon? Oh, is that a sore subject? I mean, <laughs> he, he, I, I don't see a situation unless things change rapidly where he's still a starting quarterback in two oh. years. I mean, maybe even a start next season. There's a few guys, I mean, even when you start looking at Cam Newton, too. I mean, yeah. you look at his ability. He, to me, he's like one of those shell-shocked war veterans that comes back. Uh, he used to be this big dude that he would just stop through everyone and just run and go for the ball, and he would go for those extra yards, and he just feels a bit trepidatious. He, he looks broken down, and he certainly yeah. did in the first couple of games this year, and it'll be really interesting to see when Kyle Allen does, so excuse me, when Cam Newton does come back, yeah. what they do with Kyle Allen. Um, I mean, he's he's held the fort down pretty well. And yeah. He's played pretty well. And as big of a fan of Cam as I am, generally, is he 100%? Maybe not. Do you just yeah. you ride the hot hand until something goes wrong? And we'll see I think Cam sometimes you have to wonder because it's like a psychology thing. There's <laughs> weird things I was actually watching. There's a girl I was actually watching with, and she's like a psychology person. And she was like, the hats. What do you think the hats mean? I was like, well, he's just being a person. He's just doing the hat. She's like, do you think that they reflect his feelings? I was like, that's silly. What? Maybe. You know, like you see these hats, these grandiose hats. Is it a compensation? I don't know. I mean, he's fashion, but is 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 that a sign that maybe you've lost your love for the NFL? I don't know. He He's not himself, or he hasn't seen himself, certainly the end of last season and the start of this. So, you know, I hope for his sake and for the Panthers that they get back together because uh, a Newton McCaffrey one-two punch and some yeah. actually quietly talented receivers they've got. They're, they're a yeah. solid team, but... Um, yeah, the Buccaneers are more in trouble than the Panthers, I think. I, I really find it, too, because when you look at Christian McCaffrey, and I love the guy. I think he's amazing. He's a workhorse. But they do – you ever seen those donkeys in, like, Turkey, and they carry everything? Next thing you know, they're parasailing. You're like, that donkey does everything. 
but it's going to die. You know? He's the Paris sailing workhorse donkey. If, and if they don't treat him carefully, he'll burn out. And, you know, you look at the usage rates of some of the bigger running yeah. backs in the league, and obviously injuries have played a part with Gurley, but he's not the workhorse he was two years ago. And you wonder about, as, as strong and tough as McCaffrey seems, you know, how much, how much more can they squeeze out of him before he starts to decline in actual, you know, production? Well, and that's, you know, it's also looking at uh, how we look at, we'll talk about the Thursday night game, obviously, but Patrick Mahomes' knee, yeah. uh, the patella going around, and everyone's talking about this. And I know some guys in hockey who had this happen, and they never came back. Yeah. They never came back. And so, look, I'm not trying to be this naysayer of it, but that's a serious friggin' injury, man. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, this, When your knee, when your knee spins, and you actually saw them move his knee, yeah. that's, um, that's, a, that's a scary injury. It's a very scary injury. I was watching it, and yeah, I mean, you hate to see it. Yeah. Not just for any player, but especially for an MVP, such yeah. a tight player. And I think the Chiefs take a massive hit now in terms of potential. Like, yeah. Matt Moore, to be fair to him, did okay, had a really nice throw to Tyreek Hill for the touchdown, and is generally probably one of the better backups in the league. Yeah. I would say top 20, top 15 backups for sure. Um, he was a relatively good servant to my yeah. suffering Dolphins for a long time. Um and, you know, I was happy to see him have some success last night. But the Chiefs, as much of a threat as Tyreek Hill is, it's a downgrade on Kelsey when he can't get oh, the yeah. so much. Their run game looks anemic at best. Yeah. But Sean McCoy did okay last night. Damian Williams looks like a shadow of himself from last season. Um, so I think it's a real hit for the Chiefs. And if anything, I think it could be a real wake-up for the Raiders and the Chargers, who themselves have had problems. But both of those teams now can kind of smell a chance in, in, yeah. in the I AFC mean, West. You look a lot of these. You look a lot of these divisions, and you, you even look at the AFC North for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Were horrible, but they got a second win, and now and now they're second. You know, so I mean, obviously the NFC North, and I'm being biased, but the NFC North is the best division in football right now. Um, but all right, the one thing I do want to talk about because you did go to uh, the games at Tottenham. What did you think of the stadium? How did you feel about the experience? The, the stadium is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm it honestly shoots Wembley out of the water. Um, Wembley has its problems just built on its infrastructure when you've got that many seats. Yeah. Getting in and out of it is a bit of a nightmare. Um, for me, being based in North London, obviously Tottenham is a lot closer and, and a lot more fun, but I felt generally from the way the stadium had been designed, it was really efficient. You were yeah. in and out quite quickly and easily. It was really well done. They seem to have really taken kind of care into making it a fan-friendly experience. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to a, a soccer game there yet. I, I would like to eventually, but for the NFL, I thought it was an unbelievable venue, and the fans there just yeah. really loved it. Uh, you know, it was pretty much every seat in the house was sold. I, yeah. from what I could tell, and yeah, no, I thought it was top quality, and I'm not surprised that they're trying to make the NFL's home in London be the new Tottenham Stadium because it, it is fantastic. Yeah, I mean that's that's the sort of word we've heard from everybody. It's not only great, but what I really appreciated was, and what I saw is everyone who sent pictures in to us. The sight lines, it, it doesn't seem like there's a bad seat in the house. No, there really isn't. The first week for the for the Bears-Raiders games, I was kind of more in the top tier towards yeah. one of the end zones. And then last weekend for the Panthers-Bucks, I was behind the end zone in kind of the big wall. And you're just looking around, and even at different levels, the way it's designed and the way it's built is, is really with the fans in mind. Yeah. You, know, you can see everything. You know? That's and, great. And, and for a sport like football where... There's obviously lots of things that can be easy to miss with a mass of bodies. You really didn't feel like you weren't attached to the game. You always felt like there was something that you could see and that you yeah. didn't miss anything, which was, you know, kind of, if you're going to pay the money for the ticket, you want to be able sure. to see the game, obviously. So no, I yeah, it was really well exactly. done. Exactly. And I mean, I think that there, because you also have about 20,000, 25,000 less 
than Wembley. That makes a difference yeah. when every one of those 65,000 yeah. can actually see the game in a great time, enjoy it, um, you know, and, and I, they're serving unlike soccer or football matches. Yeah. They actually allowed you to have beer in, in the yeah. stands. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's the whole, uh, I guess, gadget of the beers that fill up from the bottom that have been sure. kind of a, a, yeah. a novelty piece. But, um, you know, they, it's really well done. And That's, yeah, you can take the beers in and out and, you know, everyone's kind of sees a touchdown sees the extra points made, runs down to get a beer, sure. and then by the time they've taken the kick off your back in your seat, yeah. you know, that's efficiency of the highest order. It's, it's built for the fans to enjoy themselves, and they did a really good job. That's good. Do you think, though, because in North America, you've obviously lived in Texas, you've been on North American games. In North America, we sell beers to your seats. Yeah. Guys just come around, hey, yeah, here's yeah, a beer, yeah. here, beer, here, beer. And it's usually a little warm and soapy, yeah. but you but get it, it to your yeah. seat. And do you think that will happen here? Because I think I, I think people would love it here if yeah. that was possible. Um, I think that I don't think it will happen in the soccer world just because no. of the rules and regulations on that. But in my mind, if you're going to allow different rules for different sports in that sure. same stadium, then why not allow the the sport to pick its rules? And if it's good enough for a Kansas City crowd, why is it not good enough for a London crowd? So yeah. I think it would probably head that way generally. And, you know, there were people selling food to seats. Yeah. Um, there was someone selling some donuts and some snacks and things, which, you know, you appreciate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the need for refreshment. And that doesn't happen in football, does it? No, 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 no. no. In, in, in a Premier League game, no, there's no. no one walking up and down the stairs during the match, and it's almost frowned upon to leave your seat during the half, really. Like, yeah. you know, if you have to go to the bathroom, then someone's going to rush. But... It's not something you do. You don't obstruct other people's views to walk in and out. Whereas, obviously, I think there's more to the experience of the day yeah. in the North American culture. Yeah. Like, the sport is obviously hugely important, but the sport will be 60 75% of the day. And then you yeah. have the 25% of the being there and everything. Whereas, in England, certainly with the Premier League, if Arsenal are at home, the Arsenal fans, 99% matters on what the result is. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that, yeah. so it's just a different experience. And I like the fact that you can go to the same stadium for two different sports, and they do feel different. Yeah, you don't no, want to feel the same. No, exactly. Same you want a unique experience, different. and that's what they're delivering. Yeah. And that's great. All right, we're going to get into our games. Uh, Callum and I are going to predict some of the games this week. We're going to look at some of the great games. This one, maybe not so great. Uh, two and three, Arizona Cardinals, or sorry, two, three, and one, Arizona Cardinals. Two and four, New York Giants. Giants are uh, favored by three in this one. 50.5 over under. Um, and, you know, the Giants have had some time to prepare for this game. Obviously, after losing against uh, the Patriots on Thursday Night Football this week. But they also got some guys back. They got Saquon Barkley back. They got Sterling Shepard back. They got Evan Ingram back. And Patrick Peterson is also back for Arizona. This is a run, punish, punish, run game. How do you see this one going there, Cal? I think that I was actually quite impressed with the Giants against the Patriots. They did better than I thought they would for sure. Um, that Patriots defense is obviously... Very insane. It's insane in defense, and, yeah. Um, you know, rightly viewed as kind of one of the most feared groups in the whole NFL right now. Um, Saquon Barkley is a huge, huge re-addition to, uh, to the whole thing. Um, I think he provides just so much spark. And as, you know, Gorman's filled in okay. But realistically, you know, you're a, you're a top-round draft pick for yeah. a reason. And Barkley is that guy. Um, I think that... I think the Giants will probably win a close one. Okay. Um, I'm really, really, really growing to love watching Kyler Murray and everything he's doing, throwing the yeah. ball and running the ball. David Johnson had a good week last week. He's still 240 short. yards yeah. before the half. He's still trying to find David Johnson. David Johnson's been he's an he's an iconic running. I hate to say iconic for a guy who's less younger than me, yeah. but he's iconic. He's he's and Larry Fitzgerald as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. Larry speaks for himself. Um, yeah. You know they've. 
they've done well because they've been out without Christian Kirk as well, who's obviously yeah, kind of he's very big targets. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see it being a close, close one at 31-28. 31-28 for the Giants. Um, I think there'll be points. I don't think either defense is particularly intense right now. Patrick Peterson is yeah. obviously a great re-addition for the Cardinals. Um, but I think with Barkley um, and Engram, I think is back. Yeah, uh, Shepard might not be, but Engram. They're be saying back they're the saying hopefully they should all be back. But Barkley yeah. being a big one. Uh, I'm the same way. I actually have the score 30 to 28, which is Ooh, weird. Nice. Your first one, you're back in. Um, but the thing is, Arizona can give and take at the yeah. same time. And New York secondary can be torched. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going to come in, Larry Fitzgerald. I also think David Johnson, they're going to have a hard time containing him. Because yeah. he gets going, they use him in a slot quite a bit. Uh, I have this one 30 to 28. It should be a big, high-scoring game. The over-under of this one is 50.5. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm also favoring this one, but a cover in this one. Mm-hmm. Now we look into the big NFC game. Look, this one, Houston, 4-2, and two, Indianapolis, 3-2. and two. Uh, Indianapolis coming off this bye week um, where, you know, um, they're starting to get stuff together. Jacoby Brissett is playing very well. Um, but Houston, we don't, let's not forget, they've lost to Kyle Allen, and they've also lost to Gardner Minshew. So while everyone is talking about how big Houston is and these wins that they've been pulling up and this win they've had against the Chiefs, this is a different offensive line. This is a different offensive line. And Jacoby Brissett, to me, and these Colts, these guys got a lot of talent. They, this offensive line is probably the best offensive line in the NFL. And their defense plays good, too. So this is going to be an interesting game for me. Houston finally facing a team that has a, a bye week and they're coming into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Houston have been intriguing so far. The, the losses that they've had, you wouldn't have pegged them to have had losses. Um, but I don't think I really expected them to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs last week. I um, did. I, I picked the scores up by one point. <laughs> one point. Check it up. One I point. Th- I think, I, I mean, Deshaun Watson speaks for himself is an amazing, incredible player. Yeah. They've kind of started to get Will Fuller work back in. Yeah. He had that incredible one week. He was close to getting a couple of touchdowns last week. Hopkins, what can you say about the man? For me, the best receiver yeah. in the league. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I think that, but everything you said about the Colts is also very valid. They are... To me, they've punched a little bit above their weight so far. Okay. I, I think that as great as the offensive line is and Brissett's done well, I don't think Brissett is Andrew Luck. No, he's I not. He's definitely not. I think there will yeah. be some sort of a regression. I, I do think the Texans will win the game, though I do think it will be close. Okay. I'd say 28-24 okay. um, for the Texans. I just think with Watson and kind of his ability to create plays, um, I, I think they've got enough. To, to get past the Colts, who, you know, with Mac yeah. up front and T.Y. Hills yeah. is always a threat. They've, they've got talent and they've got they've got a chance in this, which is, I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. But I was surprised to see Houston uh, being the slight underdog. Yeah. Because I do think Houston are, are the real deal. I, I'm not surprised. In fact, I think this could be a really ugly game. Yeah. I think Indianapolis could really beat the crap out of them mm-hmm. in this game. I've got it 28-21, uh, but Indianapolis had the week off. Yeah. They're at home yeah. in this dome. And they're three and two He's with a quarterback. Well, I am. <laughs> I'm just telling you my my pick. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a one point game. I had an Indianapolis favoring this game by six. Wow. That was sort of my mass in it. Uh, but coming off this week, Jacoby Brissett is playing very well. Yeah. You know, he may not be under luck numbers, but he's got the guys, but they've had this time off. Mm-hmm. And they've had the time to look at it. Houston has come off this emotional win over Kansas City. Are they drained? Yeah. They're yeah. injured? Yeah. You make and, a very fair point, especially and you're making, the bye you're, week being a huge thing. In the it's NFL. always, it's you, and you, you have, and these guys have watched everything. They've got it. They've got the tape. They've got the bye week. It's like, all right, now we're ready to plug. They know what three and two, 
yeah, if, if we win seven games, we're, we're in. Game. We're in. So this is first up. Knockout Houston, who's been injured and who's just won an emotional game, who's tired off of Kansas City. I have this one, 28-21 for the Indianapolis Colts. We don't talk much about this next team. Uh, Miami, 0-5. Buffalo, 4-1. 4-1 Buffalo. 17 points in this game with an over-under of 41. All I can say about this is the porn bang bus or whatever they are, the porn bus. I don't know who they are. I don't know. I'm, I don't watch porn. I, 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 lo- I listen to porn. Um, no, I, I don't know. But dildos and porn. Dildo baggins and porn. Buffalo, you throw dildos in the field. Miami, they bring porn. I'm not going to watch this one, but I've got Buffalo winning this one, 31-7, to 17-point uh, favorites. I don't uh, – Miami is just – it's like talking about the kid who gets beat up all the time. You're like, hear about Jerry again? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. The best thing that happened was the failed two-point conversion last weekend. So to go for two to try and win a game yeah. when you sold out everything to tank. Yeah. Just just, just don't just even don't, try Just try it. Go for the try. Go for the try. So, uh, what's your score in this one? Um, I, I believe I had 31-7 as well. 31-7? Actually, I'll tell you what, I had 31-6. 31. I don't think the Dolphins are good enough to score a touchdown. Oh, two, two field goals. Two field goals. Two I don't think the Dolphins goals. are good enough to score a field touchdown. Um, they're an embarrassment. But at least, in comparison to said Broncos that we've already mentioned, yeah. at least the Dolphins kind of have a direction. Yes, uh, they do. It's very open and obvious what they're trying to do. But at least they're trying to do something rather than just failing repeatedly. The like Broncos, the Broncos, to me, the Broncos' uh, offense is one of the best, the worst offenses in the friggin' league. But uh, Troy Aikman was destroying them last. They were horrible. The they, they were, were absolutely horrible. horrible. I mean, Flacco. Just... I've never been a Flacco fan, but yeah. there are people who believe. But I mean, the Broncos look inept, and when you take two people who I actually think are relatively talented in, in Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, and make yeah. them so ineffective. You have to question the offensive play calling as well. All right, we're moving on to the NFC North. <clears throat> My competitors, uh, Minnesota, who, hey, they were, everyone hated them, and then they love them. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a yeah, cousin, screwer, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and Stefan Diggs wanted to leave the team. And then Detroit, um, which possibly, to me, was one of those infuriating games. I've never wanted robot referees more <laughs> than after seeing that game. And these are my division rivals. Yeah. Watching that game with two division rivals, and I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but Detroit was screwed so bad in this game. And and you, if you, anyone's listened to the podcast or when Ryan, I've, I've been big on Detroit all year. Yeah. I, I've, I said they should be sitting at the seat of the uh, next to the the, the Bears, right? Yeah. You know, you have the little lap dogs. Just you do your little lion, you do lion. That's what we're gonna have. And so this game, uh, you got Minnesota four and two, Detroit two two and one. Uh, Minnesota favored by two in this one, over under forty four points. Um, and you've got a good, I mean, you've got Green, or sorry, Minnesota, you know, the, you've got Stefan Diggs, but you've also got Darius Slay on the other side. Uh, Matt Stafford with a lot of protection. Um, I'm going to tell you right off the get-go, I, I think Detroit's going to win this one. I've got Detroit winning this one 24-17. Uh, and I think Miami or Minnesota has just pushed themselves. It's in Detroit at home. They're emotional. They're emotional after that Green Bay loss. They are going to punch Minnesota in the throat. Well, we've got the same score, but the other way around. But hey! So, I'm going for Minnesota 24-17, and I'll tell you why. And, you know, this will be another one where we see who's right on this one. Um, I can't trust the Lions while they still play so conservatively. Sure. Yeah, no, they have made some conservative plays. As much as the referees were making mistakes, shall we say, at Lambeau last Monday night, when you kick five field goals in a game, you go for it once. 
Yeah, you should. Fourth and three, maybe? I, you know, I can't remember every single field yeah. down for the field goals, but there were some that were attemptable, shall we sure. say. They weren't all fourth and 17s. For me, I can't yet trust Matt Patricia and their offense to do big things. Now, yeah. Holiday's fantastic. Marvin Jones produces somehow every now and then. Um, on Johnson gets a lot of attempts, not necessarily as much of the production yet as I'd like to see to really believe in the offense. However, on the flip side of that, I love Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And I think that the Vikings, if they ride him, which I think they should in this game, you've got to remember that the, the Lions did an okay job on Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams was torching them. He was. And Jamal Williams is not Aaron Jones, and I don't think Aaron Jones is Dalvin Cook. So by that logic, I think Dalvin Cook's in line for a big game here. I don't think he'll be high scoring. I agree with you on that. But 24-17 Minnesota for me, if Darius Slade does have a good game against them, yeah. they've still got Thielen. Sneaky, he's forgotten about a little bit, but right. Kyle Rudolph is still very useful in the red zone if they get down there. Sure. Um, and with the running game they have, I just think I think the Vikings will have enough to win that one. The, the difference, I think also, like when you talk about Detroit and all being safe and kicking the field goals, you've been and you've lived in America yeah. and you know what the police are like there. Oh, yeah. Once you know, and say the referees of the police in this analogy, <laughs> once you know the police, the referees are on you, you play it safe because yeah. everything you do yeah. is scrutinized. Yeah. And this was, I mean, I only needed to see the money kicked on the field at this point. <laughs> it was so, sh- the 13, look, I refereed high school football, and I once called a team for having too many men in the field, and the coach threatened yeah. to beat the crap out of me. Yeah. But then when we actually saw it, and we saw there's too many men in the yeah. field, this is a high school mistake. Yeah. I just, I don't see it. I, I've got I've got Detroit winnings one. They're at home. They're motivated. Uh, and they're foes. Green Bay, who, look, hey, you won, dicks. But you <laughs> lost a lot of guys and a lot of injuries. Yeah. The wide receiver core is being depleted. And pretty soon, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw it into a vat of cheese. They, um, this is the injury well generally. There's injuries on both yeah, sides. Yeah, so Oakland as well. And you've also got Perfect, who just, idiot. Like, this was a guy that could have helped him stop any run game. But now you talk about Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones is going to gash these yeah. guys. Um, that's pretty much all they can do. Green Bay's got to go back to the running game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did have some great throws. He always does still have some great pass protection. Um, but the injuries now, Jeronimo Allison, uh, MVS, you know. So Oakland sucks. They really do, and then they beat the Bears, but this is in Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is favored by five and a half points, the over 147. Like I said, the injury bowl, and in reality, Green Bay is on wide receivers four, five, and six in terms of their depth chart, which is incredible, first and foremost, but Rodgers has a knack of making relatively mediocre talent look incredible by giving them the ball in places yeah. that only they can catch it. Um, that throw to Lazard on Monday night was whatever you think of the Packers and the refereeing and everything deserves to win a game. That kind yeah. of throw is incredible. Um, I, I do think the Packers will win this. Okay. Um, I think that the Raiders have built some nice pieces to continue developing as a team. I think they're probably a year or two away from being a legitimate contender. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs has had a nice start to his career. I like him a lot. They are without Tyrell Williams. And having had the Antonio Brown fiasco, (laughs) I don't really believe that they have true top-level talent in their receiving core. Renfro's a nice player. Um, They've got some talent around him. Waller is the key. Green Bay are going to have to zone in on him. And if 
Derek Carr can find Waller, they'll be able to stay with him and, and yeah. you know, move the chains. Um, but if Green Bay shut down Waller, you then kind of wonder where the receptions are going to come from. So yeah. um, I have I have Green Bay winning this. Um, my score is 31 to 24. I have it 31 to 10. And I think that you just created a great new game called Where's Waller? <laughs> <laughs> Try to find Waller in the field. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Jacksonville, two and four, three and a half point favorites. They're at Cincinnati. The Bengals, Andy Dalton has been up and down, but they're 0-6 now. You're, you're in the O club. Uh, 44 points. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like I, I want to pick Cincinnati at one point to win a game, <laughs> but I don't know if this is the game. Um, uh, and, you know, Cincinnati, do they want to go 0-7 at home? You know, Buffalo throws dildos on the field when they play the Patriots. At this point, what are you going to throw on the field at Cincinnati? Because, like, this this is getting really bad for them. And, you know, they were hampered by injuries last year. They were hampered by coaching. But this is a combination of it. Does A.J. Green even want to come back to this? I mean, he's not going to play this week. No. Um, I mean, if, you know, there were rumors of the Patriots interested in him. And if you're him and you give... Why would you... I mean, the Patriots, they don't want a good wide receiver, do they? <laughs> you have A.B. Oh, you don't. He I wants mean, back. If, if you're A.J. Green... And you have the choice between coming back to the Bengals or going to the Patriots. Like, what decision are you really going to make? Dude, um, I would go to the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to do no. that right now. But, um, no, I mean, I, I think the Bengals are toothless. I think they're pretty terrible. Um, Mixon has, has some potential up front, but they haven't really been able to get him going. And, I, I mean, I, I'm a believer in Minshew. I like Minshew. I think, I think the Jags are building something yeah. slowly. But they've got yeah. a couple of pieces. They don't have to pay Minshew for a while. And if he can develop, yeah. then he can potentially be good. Um, I think their defense will really be on a mission this week to prove themselves with the loss of sure. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Basically being, we're not just Jalen yeah. Ramsey. We're not just, yeah, our secondary. Well. still have a secondary. And they can. Yeah. And the They're front seven, fine, but the yeah. secondary is going to be weak without him. I mean, I, I, I have it low scoring. 24-13 Jags. Um, I don't see it hitting the over-under. Um, but yeah, I think, I think generally... The Bengals are, are pretty poor, and the Jags will take care of them with ease. I got a 21-18. I have Cincinnati covering this one, <clears throat> three and a half points. Uh, you know, it's at home, and, and they're going to have to throw the kitchen sink, everything at this, uh, because do you want to go 0-7 at home, and you're, you're Washington, or you're Miami, you know, pretty much now. I don't think they want to, but I still think they can't beat this team. Let's move on to, to uh, where Jalen Ramsey went. Rams. Mm. Three and three uh, at Atlanta. One and five. Uh, the Walking Dead was filmed in Georgia, <laughs> and it's starting to look like it. Fifty-four and a half over under. I've always said, and I continue to say this: the problem with the Rams is their offensive line. Goff has no time; he can't get rid of it. Um, and I called the game last week. Um, Matt Ryan continues to put up huge numbers, but they keep going the other way on him as well. Um, and so this game, you know. This is going to be a score fest. Yeah, I, th- I think the over under of 54. 54 and a half, half yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty safe bet. 54 uh, now on, on this one as 54 well. So 54 and a half. I have a 54 and a half, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the Falcons might be able to hang with them just because I don't think Jalen Ramsey makes an instant impact. He has to learn that system and everything. It'll obviously be a huge addition for them. Um, but I do think the Rams will win 31 27. Okay. Um, I think, don't get me wrong, both teams 
need a win. Yeah. Um, but I think the Rams need a win and actually have hopes of turning their season around. Whereas I don't believe that the Falcons have that opportunity. Um, you know, the talent they have on the Falcons, they should not be yeah. one and five. Um, but they have a real dangerous habit of giving the ball away in the red zone. Just yeah. getting down to where you should be getting points and leaving with nothing. And I think with Gurley coming back this week, I do think the Rams will have enough to, to take care of them. Uh, yeah, I've got, I mean, to me, this is a justice game for the Rams. Um, they did, they were able to, they were able to put up points. Mm-hmm. They were able to come back on points. Uh, and this game, I think Atlanta, it's like, it's like pushing a make-a-wish kid down the stairs. And it's a horrible analogy, but that's it. Atlanta is a make-a-wish kid, and they need to push him down the stairs to be the best. And again, a horrible analogy. But um, the Rams have to win this one. They're going to be in Atlanta. Atlanta struggles sometimes at home, which is crazy. Struggling at home. Matt Ryan will still put up the points, but Atlanta's going to win this one. I've got this one 35-20, to 20, easily covering. Now we go to uh, the next game. 49ers 5-0 at Washington 1-5. 49ers 9.5-point favorites in this game. Uh, Washington, yeah, they won a game. You beat Miami. It's great. Again, let's go back to uh, those kind of make-wish analogies. But, uh, look, this is, a wa- this is a 49ers team whose defense, their front is just incredible. And the running game. You know what? No one have said, hey, Matt Breda and, and uh, Coleman are going to be you know, guys you would take at the start of the season, but they're doing well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what you touched on there is really the key is that I don't think Washington can stop a run, and I don't think Washington will be able to run oh. based on the San Francisco front four. And that was really the reason they won the game against Miami last week was they did lean on Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. who may be getting older but can still run forward and fall yeah. forward and get a few yards. Um, so I think that with the kind of reduction in that, as good as McLaurin has been for, yeah. the, for the Washington team, kind of the real breakout this year, um, I just don't think they have enough pieces to really stand a chance against what is, again, a very good defense and an impressive 49ers team. Um, I'm going 28-10, 49ers, very, very simple cover. Nine and a half sounds like a lot, especially yeah. on the road, but I just think they're that good, and I just don't think Washington have got anything really to put up a fight with. Well, I think it's, uh, I've got this uh, scoring game, Thirty. I've got 38-21, it's 50, 59 wow. points, <laughs> only because of McLaurin. You know, Washington does have that front yeah. that's very fast. But their secondary's got some holes in it. I mean, 49ers have holes in their secondary. So I can see that secondary being exposed. Just those long balls. Those chucking balls that get down there. And also, if Jimmy G starts airing it out, he doesn't have the kind of accuracy. He's good with the running game. He's good with the short yards. But when you see him under pressure, he chucks the ball. And there's going to be some tips. Washington can still come at him. They're still going to have some pressure on him. I could see some of these points defensively, but I've got 38-21. All right, we won the late games. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap this down. Chargers at Tennessee. Oh, L.A., what happened to you? And Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee brought in your guy. My guy. Yeah, Tana Dump. <laughs> uh, but both the teams are 2-4. and four. Uh, Tennessee is favored at this one, two points at home. No one have thought, I think, at the start of the season, <clears throat> these two would be this crap. I mean, a lot of people pick the Chargers to go all the way. Phillip Rivers, but... They've had no protection on Phillip Rivers. Their defense has just been tepid. And and now you've got Tennessee, who's been, you know, they haven't used Derrick Henry that well. They, they haven't used Delaney Walker that well. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of really bad miscues in this game. Um, what do you see this one? Everything in my head kind of tells me that with a banged-up Chargers team, 
that haven't been performing going on the road to a defense that has been good in places this year. They shut down the Browns in week one. Everything tells me that Tennessee should be the pick, and therefore I'm going with the Chargers because <laughs> they just have too much talent, and eventually yeah. it has to come together. Sure. And I don't think the Titans have necessarily enough to contain the Chargers on their best day. Now, sure. will it be their best day? Who knows? Yeah. Um, the one-two punch potential of Gordon and Eckler is as good as any in the league if yeah. they can find a way to utilize them both. Last week, neither of them did anything. Um, so you've got to think with those two, with Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry made a huge comeback and looks yeah. like the tight end that we all think he is. Um, I just think two and a half point favorites for Tennessee was a surprise to me when I saw that. Um, I, I think I think LA would, would take this one for me. Um, is it three and a half? It's two. It's two, two points two, down. It's two, two now. It's two now. Um, I, I think the Chargers just have too much for them. 23-14 for the Chargers. But... Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you or anyone else said the other way. I'm going the other way. I'm going the other way. Look, it's Tennessee at home. And, you know, I, I know what you're saying about the Chargers. It's like when you sort of – you have ideals or ideologies about, you know, my dog is smart. I have a smart dog. And then it just keeps crapping in the house. You're like, I'm pretty sure I'm training it well. It's not. And, you know, the Chargers are the crapping dog. You could see it when they played Pittsburgh. And, you know, there's got to be something when – you know, you're on L.A. down here and Pittsburgh up here, yeah. and they have more fans yeah. there by far. It's it's just like there's no belief in the team anymore. And Philip Rivers can bring all of his kids' friends out to the game, but that's still only 60 kids. Uh, so I've got this one. Tennessee has to win at home. It's a home game. They're going to have to win. I've got Tennessee winning this one 21-14, uh, covering the spread easily. All right, this will be a great game. Four and one, four and two, Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson, what's going on, buddy? And Seattle, five and one. They find ways to win. I pick Seattle. I pick Seattle, New Orleans at the start of the season. If people know, won my NFC contest. And now we've got Seattle, five and one, three points favorites in this game. But this is Seattle does not win games easily. They, they're it's always tight. They're always coming back. So this is going to be a tight game, but it's at Seattle. It's going to be loud. Baltimore's going to the West Coast. How do you see this one? I love the Seattle team right now. Um, I think Wilson is probably the front runner for MVP so far. He's been fantastic, um, making uh, kind of with Rogers, Rogers syndrome, making some receivers that may not be that good look incredible. Mm-hmm. Jaron Brown looked great last week. Um, DK Metcalf has had a really nice start, and Tyler Lockett is, is is impressive. Chris Carson has kind of recovered from the early fumbles. I think yeah. he's the real deal. Real hands. Chris yeah. Carson is really really talented and. I just think the Seahawks are, are, are too good to not win this game. Um, Baltimore has impressed me. Lamar Jackson, I mean, what a transformation from year one to year two. Um, Mark Andrews has been a very nice receiver for him. But with Marquise Brown probably being out, um, I think they lack real real threats to uh, the Seahawks going deep. Um, and as much as his legs and even Mark Ingram will, will gain them some yards, I think the Seahawks probably take this 28 to 21. 28-21. <clears throat> Look, uh, the Seattle plays a tight game, and they've always sort of seemed to come from behind. Uh, I could see Baltimore trying to, using Lamar Jackson in different ways here. Uh, you know, as Pete Carroll said, you can't prepare for this guy. You can't prepare for what he's going to do. Uh, he's still young, but I think Seattle's going to win. It's going to be tight, but I don't have them covering it. I actually have this 28-26. Um, it could be a very tight game. I think it'll be a really enjoyable game to watch. Let's move on to the next game, uh, Sunday night late game. New Orleans, New Orleans is 5-1 against my 3-2 and two Bears. Uh, Bears are favored by three. The over-under is only 38 points. 
Sorry, pardon me. I'm getting all emotional. <laughs> but there's a wind. Uh. Um, and I think for me, it's, uh, you know, New Orleans uh, under Bridgewater have not scored a lot of points. They've kept it in, but they're not a high-scoring game. They've used their defense to keep them in. Uh, so it's going to be interesting when they play our Bears and see what's going to happen, uh, you know, in Chicago. What do you have in this one? I, I, I do have the Bears, Bears winning this. I'm not just saying this because I'm sat across the table from you the You should. Yeah. Um, please don't hurt me. Uh, but I have 2017 for Chicago. Okay. Um, Bridgewater's done a great job. Yes. A really good job. And he's really helped them stay afloat with the loss of Breeze. And he is kind of now going to be the poster boy forever of, yeah. this is why you pay a backup quarterback. This is why you go sure. out and get someone who has league experience yeah. who can tide you over if your starter goes down yeah. for a small part. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater, but no. he's good enough to keep them in the hunt. And right. you know, he's won games he should won, should have won. Yeah. Um, and the difference comes this week with the Bears defense, who yeah. I think will be offended by how bad they were against the Raiders in a week off too, a week off bears time to recover. Now, Akeem Hicks not being able to play is, is a blow, but I think the bears defense will cover that. And I think that quite simply, um, even with Michael Thomas and Kamara, I just think the bears defense will swarm and they'll be able to find some offense just lying around somewhere, pick it up and put it in the end zone. Um, so yeah, 20, 2017 close one. Um, but I think the Bears will take it. We've got some issues to deal with in this in this team, and obviously, you know, um, the quarterback issues. But also, I think having this week off has been great for the Bears. What I've been really impressed with is Sean Payton. Sean Payton has done very well with his team. He plays it like a chess match. You know, everyone he takes on, he does it in in a very unique way. He kept he keeps them in the game. I think Alvin Kamara will be all right, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is in trouble this game. He's going to be in a lot of trouble. The Bears are at home. We've got a week off. 20 to, 7, 20 to 13 is what I have. Seven-point game. All right, moving to the, the uh, Sunday night game. Philadelphia, 3-3. Three and three. Dallas, 3-3. Three and three. Oh, the NFC East. What a trash bag you are. <laughs> Dallas is favored by two and a half points after losing to the Jets. By the way, if you might have seen the podcast from last week, who called the Jets to beat the Dallas Cowboys? This guy did. And they did. 40 and a half points is the over-under in this one. Uh, will Dallas be able to move on and cover this? Uh, how do you have this one? No, is my no. answer. Uh, Philly? Philly special? I, I'm i going to upset all my friends in Texas with this. Do it. Um, I, I, I think the Eagles will will be able to take the win here. Um, okay. I think that, and a lot of it honestly comes down to coaching. Yeah. I believe in Doug Peterson and I don't in Jason Garrett. And... I think Peterson knows what's on the line here. I think this is a huge, huge statement for the Eagles if they go into Dallas and pick up the win. Yeah. Um, I think that they've got enough weapons. You're starting to see an emergence of Miles Sanders, who looked really good last week, even yeah. in defeat against the Vikings. Um, Alshon Jeffries looking more like his old self, getting targets, making catches. Um, and if they can find a way to get Aguilar really involved and a little bit more from Ertz, I think their passing attack with Carson Wentz starts to look dangerous. Yeah. I, I don't think the Cowboys have looked like themselves recently. Zeke has not looked like himself. I don't. Yeah. Think. He had a pretty solid game last week with the touchdown late, but I don't think he looks like himself. I think maybe taking the whole of training camp off wasn't a good idea for early season production. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't think the Cowboys quite have enough to stop the Eagles in this one. No, no uh, I've got it the other way, though. I've got Dallas, actually. They're <laughs> Dallas is at home. Uh, Dallas has got to be at home. And, you know, having these losses, and you have three losses in a row, oh, 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 and you're going at home against one of your division rivals, and you've also seen how Minnesota shows how to beat them. 
Minnesota hit them on the deep ball. Their secondary wasn't ready for it. Zeke is going to have trouble running this game. But the deep ball is going to happen. Amari Cooper should be. Dak is going to have to light him up. They're going to have to hit the ball deep. But Jerry Jones is not going to sit in that box and watch Dallas lose a fourth game. There's no way. Dallas 28-24. Last game, Monday night game. It's a battle of the East Coast. It's what? 6-0? The Patriots are undefeated? Um, but you know what? You showed they can get hurt. They're 10-point favorites of the New York Jets. Sam Darnold, <coughs> kissing disease, 1-4, but they won their first game. Uh, and 44 points is the over-under, but a 10-point spread in this game. Tom Brady, this this Patriots defense is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that you're going to see a repeat of Darnold's heroics from last week and winning the game, though I do think they'll cover. I think that the Jets are actually maybe a little bit better than people have given credit for. But obviously, when you lose your franchise quarterback early on in the season, it's not a surprise that they lost the games they lost. Um, and even the way they lost them, because without him, you know, Luke Falk went from being a starter to being cut. Yeah. That tells you something. Um, I think, you know, with, with Le'Veon Bell, with Robbie Anderson making a nice play last week, I think he's talented. Yeah. Um, I, I think they've got enough. And also, the Giants kind of showed a little bit that you can get to the Patriots. You can. You can shake them up. Look, they're not the 6-0. and Look, they have a very easy record. But everyone's starting to figure out the chinks in the armor. Everyone's trying to figure out that way in, where the little spear gets in, how you can stab them, how you can slow them down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have it 24-21 Patriots. Ooh! Um, close. Yeah. I could see the, the Jets making a late comeback and tying yeah. it up, and then Brady doing Brady and Goskowski. Yeah. Well, not even Goskowski, excuse me, Nugent, uh, kicking a field goal to win it. Um, I, I think I think the Jets will hang around in this game. I think they'll try and use Le'Veon Bell as much as they can to run the ball. Yeah. Um, the Patriots' defense is obviously the joker in the pack, and you know, yeah. they, they could well swarm them. Um, but I don't think this will be the blowout, and I don't see a 10-point game the way it's being predicted. Neither do I, actually. We finally agree on something, everyone. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't. The Jets played very well at home, yeah. and they played really good. The crowd got into it. Darnold, and he looks good. He's you good. know, he, he's, good. He, he's got good patience. He has great vision. What I liked is... He was able to pick out certain guys in the field. There are certain times where you can just knock out certain receivers and you recognize one. He was hitting guys up the middle, which, I, you know, it's a sign of a good quarterback to me. Uh, I have this one 28-21, but the Patriots are still the Patriots. Bill Belichick is going to isolate certain things. I think he's going to isolate Le'Veon Bell in this one. He's going to want to stop Le'Veon Bell, who's killed him in the past. But Sam Darnold, you know, he can scramble. He can throw the ball around. I've got this one 28-21. That's it. <clears throat> Sorry, that's our Week 7 predictions. Uh, join us. We sometimes watch it at the Princess Alex. Uh, find us. There's going to be some new betting options we've got going on as well. Look for those as well. Thanks a lot to Callum, who's uh, joined me here tonight and uh, today. And uh, we'll see you Sunday, everyone. Good luck in your NFL betting.